snow plains was Belel Hanan, the Gedarite, and over the cellars of oil was Joash. And over, again, and over the olive trees and the sycamore trees that were in the low plains was Belel Hanan, the Gedarite, and over the cellars of oil was Joash. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. I want to do my best to get out of the way. Pray you to help me, Lord, to be a vessel that you could preach through and magnify your word. I pray we'd see Jesus on every page. I pray, Lord, you'd help us to go to Calvary as quick as we can. Help us to look around at the goodness of God and the love of God today. I know, Lord, I want to say again on a Sunday night, most folks don't like grace, it changes, and we don't like love, it exposes. And Lord, if we'll just love you first and love our neighbor as ourself, I know everything else will fall in place. Help us to love you more than we love ourselves, more than we love our habits and our hobbies and our high horses. I pray, God, that you be lifted up and, Lord, we get humble. We get a proper view of ourselves in the light of being in your holy presence and help us to worship, help us to work, and help us, Lord, I pray, to walk right that would be pleasing. Help us to walk as the Scriptures as the Savior and help us to walk as the Spirit. Help us to mind you. We desire for your will to be accomplished. Mold us and fashion us. And Lord, we know we're going to fail. We know we're going to fail before we ever get down out of the pulpit. And Lord, I just pray, God, you'd help us clear our minds and our thoughts and help us be pleasing in your eyes. I pray your word will go forth in power and demonstration that souls and saints might be encouraged. You'd be lifted up in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I'm interested in this, uh, this verse in 1 Chronicles in chapter 27 and verse number 28. And I want to preach on this thought, a feller in the cellar. A feller in the cellar. Now if you look at these lists, the first part, let's just look at the chapter. The first part of the chapter in 1 Chronicles and chapter number 27 is a list of military leaders. And then these militia divisions came in and went out. These divisions that are listed in 1 Chronicles in 27, they were like the reserves in the United States military. They may be an army reserve or the Army National Guard or, or they may be a naval reserve. They, it was kind of like David's Minutemen or the Minutemen Militia of Israel. Every Adam Clark said about them, he said, properly speaking, the, this was the militia of Israelite kingdom. They were the Minutemen that David called on at certain times. They were tribal leaders. If chapter number 27 kind of summed up so we can get to our text, if you back up a couple chapters, David is appointing these people. He's calling out. He's identifying locations for people to serve. And in chapter number 25, you find teaching men. In chapter number tw or 25, verse 8, you find cheap and, uh, teaching men. But in the latter part of chapter number 25, you find shouting men. I'm glad David had some appointed shouters. Ain't that something? He had some men, Brother Doug, their only job was to sing and shout. I like that. Amen. And you get to chapter number 27, and chapter number 27, and if you'll just look with me, and verse number 6, there's fighting men. And, and, and in verse 6, there's fighting men. In verse number 25, there's trusted men. 
in verse number 26 of chapter 27, uh, there's plowing men. And, and verse number 27 of this chapter, they are gifted men. In verse 29 of this chapter, they're shepherding men. In verse number 32 of this chapter, they're wise men. Each man, they had jobs in the reserve. That was their MOS. Boy, wouldn't you want your job in the military to be shouter? Amen. But we're looking at today a, a specific one. His name is Joash, and he is what I call a hidden man. Joash is one of 12 officials for King David. Their list starts in verse 25, goes all the way down to verse number 31. Their rulers, look, look what verse 31 says. And over the flocks of Jez, the Hagarite, all these were the rulers of the substance which was King David. God had blessed King David so much that the reserve component that only served just a few months. They went out month to month. They, they served as they were called on to serve. And they, they had so many, he had so much substance that he had to have these different men over the substance. Joash is one of 12. The 12th one is mentioned in that text in verse number 31. They're called the rulers of the substance, which was King David's. They were entrusted Listen to this right here. They were entrusted. Everybody knows King David was a king. He's the sovereign of the people of God. He's a picture of our real sovereign. You know what their job was? They had 12 men that were entrusted with the sovereign's treasures. Every single person in this building has been entrusted with the sovereign's treasures. Amen. He, Joash was just a hidden man. He's the feller in the cellar. I want you to notice his, his position. Now, we, you find he, old Joash, I mean a seller, that's not a place that people's going to notice you. People's not going to see you singing and shouting. People's not going to see you out there killing some enemy. They're not going to see you out there tending to the wine grove. They're not going to see you, see you out there doing the jobs that's out there. But Joash didn't mind being a man behind the scenes. Because everything that Joash is doing is going to make it possible for the shouters to do their job. If they ain't got no oil, amen, that comes from Joash in the cellar, there ain't going to be no worship going on. Amen. Everything revolves around Joash. Though he don't get no credit, he is a lowly man. He's, a low, he's got a lowly place, but he's got an exalted job. It don't look like it's important. It's like people in the church. You say, preacher, I'm not a preacher. I, I don't teach Sunday school. I don't even clean the church. I think personally cleaning the church is as important as leading the choir. I think it's vitally important. You got to have everybody, amen, to do their jobs in the church for the church to be able to do their purpose in the, in the kingdom of God on earth. God wants us, though we may be hidden, to do our job. We all have a lane to run. We all have responsibilities. God's put requirements. We're all different pieces of the puzzle. We may not be the head. We may not be the hand. But we are still members of the body. Amen. No part of the body can say where well, you're less important because how could you stand up if you didn't have a big toe? 
I know a man is real hard to stand up without a big toe. Your job may be a big toe. I don't know what your job is, but his position is in a lowly place, but he has an exalted job. But notice his position in the scriptures. I think that's significant. Joash, well, just look, look at this man named Joash. If we were to go back and look at Shimei, the Ramathite, we could look at Belel Hanan, the Gitterite. Every single person in here, Joash is the only one that you find in the list that don't have a father mentioned or a country of origin. He seems to come out of nowhere. That sounds like Jesus to me. He is, hey, man has not beginning of days nor ending of days. That's like Melchizedek had neither beginning of days, neither father nor mother. I thank God he's a picture of Christ in his position, in his place in the scripture. You'll notice say some things about him. You won't find his daddy mentioned. You won't find his country of origin. It just looks like he came out of nowhere to do a job that was necessary for a sacrifice to be offered, for souls to get right with God, and for the sovereign's treasures to be taken care of. That sound like Jesus to me. Amen. He's also a type of Jesus in, in the fact that he is responsible for maintaining the oil. He is responsible for sending the oil. There is no oil, there'll be no war. If there is no oil, there'll be no worship. If there is no oil, there'll be no cooking. There won't be no walking around because you ain't going to be fed. The very vital job that necessitated every other thing going on was the hidden job that Joash was doing. Boy, we can all say if it wasn't for Christ, it wouldn't none of us be able to do a thing. Amen. In fact, his job is for maintaining and sending the oil. That's in John chapter 16 and verse number 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth is that Jesus said, It's expedient for you that I go away. If I go not away, the comfort will not come unto you. But if I depart, he will. Amen. Come unto you. I thank God. Amen. Jesus did die. He was buried. He rose the third day. We know he got back to heaven because the comforter came and powered the church. He's responsible for sending the oil. Amen. Oil's a time of the Holy Ghost. But notice also about his place in Scripture. Joash is the seventh man mentioned in this list of the rulers of the substance. Now, remember, there's wise men listed, there's uh, shouting men listed, there's warring men listed, there's trusted men. But in the list of those who were over the substance, Y'all won't believe what number he is. He's number seven. Jesus is number seven. Amen. Christ is the seventh man. In Genesis, y'all have heard me say it, in Genesis, amen, we find out that those, uh, Christ is the seventh wagon. Amen. Jesus is the seventh wagon in the book of Numbers in chapter number seven. Moses receives, Moses receives uh, uh, six wagons and gives them to those Levites and with those wagons, they use them to gather up all the stuff that they're going to need to worship and serve the Lord. So you could say that without those wagons, they wouldn't have what's necessary to have to be able to set the tabernacle up and be able to worship God. Well, there's only six wagons. Why didn't God say seven? Six is the number of man. Six, six, six. I can't figure out why. Well, Jesus is the seventh wagon. He can bear you your load and give you everything you need to worship God. Amen. 
In the book of Numbers, we find out there's six refuge cities. There's three on that side of Jordan. There's three on, on the right side of Jordan. On the wrong side of Jordan, there's three cities of refuge. On this side of Jordan, the right side, there's three cities of refuge. But Christ, we're told in the book of Hebrews, he is our refuge. If you're inside the city of refuge, you're safe from punishment. You're safe from judgment as long as the high priest lives. Well, the old seven's the number of perfection. So if there's a seventh city, it's got to be perfect. That means that high priest can't never die. Well, I'm glad we have a high priest that can never die. Amen. He is the seventh priest. He's the seventh wagon. Joash is the seventh man. He is a picture of Christ and his position in the list, his position in the scripture, his position in the place that he works. Let me say this just by way of passing in Ruth. I love this. In Ruth, Boaz gives her six measures of barley to go home with. You know why I believe it is? Seven's the right perfect number in the Bible. That's the number of perfection and completion. And Jesus, did he not tell that crowd, I am the bread of life, amen. He is the seventh. He is the one. You remember in John chapter number four, that woman was already been married. How many times she'd been married and how many times she shacked up. She'd been married five times, had five husbands. She shacked up with number six, but that day she met number seven. Hey, man, that's the one she was looking for. That was going to complete her. That was going to perfect her. Joash is a picture of Christ and the fact that the place that he holds in the list, the place he holds in the scripture, the position that you find him in the job he's to... If it wasn't for Joash, there'd be no war. I want you to look at his position, not just in Scripture, his position in service. Joash is the man over the oil. He knew the oil. The idea, amen, the idea with this is the idea that he, he carried the oil. He had a relationship with the oil. He recognized the oil. He, he knew what was real oil, what was right oil, and what was tainted oil. Boy, I'm glad if you just get hanging around the Holy Ghost, you'll know what's real and what's not real. you know what's right and what's not right. He knew the oil. He kept the oil. That, that was his job. He, Joash was over the sellers of oil. He maintained possession of the oil. He was keen to the oil. He was keen to it. He, his perception was based upon the oil. Hey Amen. He knew its value. He knew, matter of fact, I'll give you an illustration. There is, there is very much a value in being soaked in oil. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be not drunk with wine, we're in his excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't it amazing? You look at all them disciples and they're imperfect men and everybody wanted to point out their fallacies, but God used imperfect man to proclaim his perfect gospel and that's the way it is with Noah. Noah's an imperfect man. He's going to get drunk after the worst storm on earth and God's going to have to get a hold of him, but he still made the book. And he, he meant in Hebrews chapter number 11 because God knows every one of us has got imperfections. But I, there ain't no imperfection with him. That's why we need to be soaked in all. That's why we got to be filled in all. If not, the flesh will get you. And I remember reading a story one time about a boy, him and his grandpa. I, I know it ain't y'all, brother, Linder, but it reminds me of you and Canaan. Y'all hanging out all the time. Grandpa was raising that young boy. And they made some homemade rubber worms. 
if anybody knows how to make them, it'd be Brother Doug and his daughter-in-law. I, that woman can make everything, her and his son. I don't know how to make homemade rubber worms to fish with. But that's what they's doing, brother. They go out there to the, they go out to the creek bank and the river bank, and the story goes, supposed to be a true story, grandpa's using the same fishing pole that the grandson's using. He's using the same homemade worms that the boy is using. Grandpa's pulling them in as fast as he can put his, his hook down into the water. Boy over here, grandboy ain't caught a thing. He said, Granddaddy, we're using the same uh, fishing poles where you taught me how to fish. I'm fishing in the same manner. Uh, we're fishing in the same place, using the same bait. Why ain't I catching up? He said, because son, when I, when I dipped that, that worm in water, before I ever put it first in the water, I dipped it in oil to cover up my flesh. <laughs> hey, man. He said, them fish don't smell flesh. He said, it was the oil that made the difference. We're not going to win nobody out there as long as we smell like flesh. Everybody say Amen. Hey, he's king of the all. He knew how important it was. He kept the all. He knew the all, his place, his position. But I want you to notice his post. Now, here's what the book says. He's over the sellers of all. His name was Joash. Now, brother, brother Scott, I don't know a whole lot about this seller, but I do know a little bit about a seller. A seller is, in the scriptures here, is a place where they kept the all. But my grandpa used to have a cellar. My great-grandpa, my great-great-grandpa had a cellar. My grandpa had a cellar. And I know a few things about a cellar. A cellar, a lot of, amen, it has a warm atmosphere. It can be cold outside, but you can go down in that cellar and it feels a little warmer down there. Amen. It is a little bit of a damp place. Sometimes even a seller goes through some dry times. A seller in my message today is a type of the church. We ought to all be keepers of the oil and thank God for the seller where God lets us store it at. I like it being in here sometimes. Uh, it's, it's just plum moisture. You can feel the moisture in the air. Hey, so much water, the presence of God. But the truth is, Brother Scott, sometimes it's dry. Hey, man, it, sometimes it gets cool. It's humid. Hey, but, but thank God, if you'll just keep going down out of the cellar, it'll freeze outside, but the cellar won't freeze. Oh, thank God, somebody help me. And in the cellar, you can leave vegetables down there and they won't turn into rubber. You can turn around and plant them taters when you get them ready. Amen. When they go to sproutings, when they better anyway. A cellar is not just a damp place, sometimes a dry place. It's a dim place. My grandpa, he only had one little light down there in his cellar. But all you needed was one light to make a whole lot of difference. Boy, I'm glad if Jesus is the light. According to the Bible in the book of Revelation, he's that light walking among the candlesticks. Amen. Oh, thank God. I appreciate. Hallelujah. I thought about Brother Doug. All them power poles that remind you of the cross and all that power goes over there from substation by faith. 
Hey man, it, it, I thank God for, for faith and what's coming down them power lines. The other day, my, my, the power went out over at the house at Green Creek. I call Austin. I say, Austin, come over and help me go get the generator. Your mama knows two things. It's either pack up the generator or pack up a bag. She can't handle being without power. So am I right, Austin? We go down there to the, gen, to the building, get the generator. Don't even make it to the house to like, come on. I go back down there, take up. Things heavy, man, I'm telling you. I get back down there to the building, put it back up. Two days later, Brother Scott, same thing again. We waited a little bit. It didn't come back on. I'm thinking, my God, go on over here, Austin. Let's go down here. My trailer's messed up. We got to pick that thing, about half throw my back out. Get that thing finally up in there. Get it hooked up to the house. I'm thinking, it's going to turn on as soon as I do. It don't do it. I said, well, I feel better about it now. But I looked in there and had a half a tank of gas. I go down to Green Creek Service Station, fill up my tank of gas. I come right back down the road and fire's popping on everywhere. I said, dear God, oh my, I can't understand why in the world, but you got to have power. And the church has got to have power. Ain't no sense coming up in here if we ain't looking for power. We come around here because the oil's here. I know it's dry sometimes, but I'm looking for the oil. It might be dark. It might be dim. But I promise you there's one light up in here. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. Thank God. I tell you what God does. He defeats the darkness anyway. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. For God who commanded light, guess where it shined? Out of darkness. Hey, have commanded, hey man, shine in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And light, and darkness don't scare him. Hey man, I remember when Josh, he was a little boy, he was in that old church. And uh, I don't remember what happened. It lights went out and he was a little nervous, went over to the house, spent a night with me. He said, preacher, Brother Michael and Miss Connick's boy said, preacher, I'm a little bit scared of the dark. And I said, why are you scared of the dark? I said, the Lord can see you in the dark just like his light. He said, he might can, but I can't see him. I said, amen. Hey, I don't like it dark neither. But if he's here, there's enough light for us to get something out of it. Amen. Oh, yes. Amen. I like what John said. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That's all we need. I'm glad there's a light. Amen. There's a light. He talked about old, old John the Baptist. He said, that wasn't the true light. Hey man, but I know who the true light was. He said, I ain't worthy to unlatch his feet. That was the true light, the true light. Jesus is the true light. And he lighteth every man, every man for all them hyper boys, every man that cometh into the world. Boy, ain't you glad one day when God turned the light on in your heart. Hey man, hey man, yes. He deals with the darkness. He dominates, defeats the darkness. Hey man. He develops things in the dark. Y'all know you, my, my boy Austin used to go over there, Isothermal Community College, and he took that art class. That's why he's the head of the department he is. That's smart, like his mama. And, and he got over there, and brother, he learned how to take photography. I don't know why he don't do that and make a whole lot more money. He can take pictures, man, just great. He was like king of the photography. Won all kinds of awards. We go to Ellenboro, Ellenboro Fair and just win all, everything. Just win them all. First, second place. 
he is taking good pictures. Brother, you know how he developed them pictures? He developed them in the darkness. You know what God does with your darkness sometimes that you go through? You don't want darkness, but God's developing you in the darkness. You didn't sign up for it. You don't want it, but God used the dark times to make his picture brighter in your life. Amen. He develops us in the darkness. God dominates the darkness. Hey, a cellar is a dim place, but he's still shining. It may be a damp place. I like his moisture to thicken the air. I like thick gravy. I don't like runny gravy. Hey, man. Hey, man. I like thick gravy. I, I like it. We're going thick up in here. But God develops you in that darkness. That's what he does. He, do, he delights in the darkness. That don't make sense. Who delights in the darkness? Well, here's what Psalmist said. Psalm 18, verse number 11. He made darkness his secret place, a pavilion. <laughs> Woo! I say amen. It don't matter where God's at. He can set up tent there. Amen. I got a family in Texas still. Still got a bunch of them. My grandma grew up in the panhandle down there in Amarillo, Texas. Whenever there's a storm come, whenever tornado come, you know where they'd run, brother Doug? They'd run to the cellar. When everything falls apart outside, I'm glad you can run to the cellar. Thank God for the place where the oil's at. Thank God for there's a little light down there. Thank God hey, we serve a God that can deal with the darkness, develop us in the darkness. That dominates darkness. Amen. He can destroy darkness and command light to shine out of darkness. However, y'all ever thought about that anyway in the book of Genesis in chapter number one? Before God, before God ever made a sun, before he ever made a star, he said light should show up. And there was light before he ever had a sun and before he ever had a star and before he ever had a moon to reflect the sun. Where'd that light come from? I'll let you guess. That was that light which shineth in the world. Amen. You'll find protection in the cellar, provision in the cellar. There's food in the cellar. Hey man, there's purpose in the cellar. He's going to develop here. You'll grow there. You, hey man, God help us. Hey, there's promises in the cellar. When the storm's raging and everything around you's blowed away, God help the cellar to still be standing. Thank God for the church house. I want a church house that's full of oil. Joash had a job. His job, according to the Bible, was to be over the cellars of oil. That's what his job was. Amen. He wasn't no a lot of applause. Nobody really went down there and did a little visit. He's down there by himself. Now he's got a buddy. He's in the text with him. He's got one buddy. But it's a lonely job. He's down there, hey amen, taking care of the needs of the people of God, making sure they's all. Thank God for the church. It's a building that'll never be demolished. It's a bride that'll never be divorced. It's a body that should never be divided. I thank God for the church. I'm glad I got born in this family. I'm glad I got married in this family. I'm glad I got adopted in this family. I ain't looking to get out. I'm thankful I'm in it. Amen. 
Don't ever underestimate being hid away with God. I'll tell you who was down there with Joash. God was down there with Joash. He knew how important that oil was. He knew what the purpose of that oil was. He knew what his place was. He was just glad to have a job watching over the oil. Amen. Woo, look at his position. Man, thank God for his post. I like him in his person. His character the kind of people we need today in the Senate. You could say it like this. Here's, here's what his name means. The Bible calls him Joash. Some people say Oash. The J silent. I like saying Joash because it reminds me of Jesus. Joash. You know what it means, Brother Scott? Given of the Lord. No one can choose. Amen. Oh. Hey, man, we just thank God that we've been given of the Lord a special duty. Hey, man. Hey, man, his job, his duties speaks of faithfulness. He delighted in his... Can you imagine how depressing it get down there without anybody coming around? Can you imagine? There's plenty of people out there fighting. Man, you get appreciation for the fighting. Watching the enemies fall, you get applause. They see the job you're doing. When you're out there singing and shouting, everybody wants to be one of them singing and shouting. When you're out there serving in some other capacity. But he's down there where he don't have nobody. But God sees him. He's in the place God put him. Oh, hallelujah. He seems to be underappreciated, but I sure thank him. Amen. They wasn't, they wasn't a priest that could do his job without Joash. They wasn't a woman that could cook a cake of bread without Joash. They wasn't nothing going go on in Israel without Joash. Thank God for Joash. Amen. Our Lord helped me to be better at taking care of those. Sometimes we miss the blessings. Because we're too focused on the burden. God help me. Maybe you say, Preacher, not, not me. I appreciate every single one of all my burdens. I like it when God breaks me. Well, man, I want to take your picture. Amen. God help us not to bend like a reed. I like what Jesus told that religious crowd. You didn't like John? What did you think he was going to go out there and do? See fancy clothes like one of these religious people? You thought she was going to go out there and see a reed that bends every which way the wind blows like your religious leaders? Or did you go out there and see a man in rough apparel? Did you go out there to see a prophet and a preacher? He didn't have, he, he fasted, ate locusts and honey, and, and you called him crazy. You, you, called, you called him a phony. Well, here the Son of Man's come, and he wears nice clothing. He sits among sinners, and you call him a wine bibber, and you call him crazy. You know what the Lord's saying? He said, look, you can't get pleased either way it's God sent to you. I say, amen. His duty speaks of faithfulness even though nobody don't see him being faithful. But God help us, we need that. His job and his disadvantages. That speaks of him not just in his faithfulness but in his futility. In other words, he had a fruitful job no matter what was going on. What he, what, what, what he reckon what he heard from other people. Your job's pointless. I don't see what's the big deal about your job. See, he did have some fellowship. The Bible said in verse 28, over the autumn trees and the sycamore trees were in the low places, Belel Hanan. So Belel Hanan took care of the olives while they was growing. He had to be the one that took it down there after it was pressed out. And then Joash took over 
amen, in the cellar. And I bet he heard your job's plumbing. Sometimes we feel like our job's plumbing. I know some preachers that pastor churches right now with two members in their church. I know one guy that was there, I know, for 20-something years with five people in his church. Never did get any more. You say, well, God bless him. Oh, yes, he will. I think he'll bless him more than people that's pastoring 300 people because he stayed when most people would have left. Amen. I, the people probably looked down on him. His neighbors probably looked down on him. Amen. But the sovereign lifted him. <laughs> hey, man, he made the list. <laughs> hey, he didn't make their important list, but God said, I'm going to record his name in the eternal word of God. I want, he's going to make the list. Some of that crowd didn't make the list. Thank God for his friends. Thank God for his favor. Listen, God gave him one of the most important jobs in the kingdom. Y'all have already heard me say it, but just one more time. There wouldn't be no tabernacle. There wouldn't be no candelabra lit. They wouldn't never supposed to go out. That wouldn't even be burning if it wasn't for Joash. Think about this right here. There'd be no king anointed without him. There'd be no priest anointed without him. There'd be no healing medicine without him. There's nothing could go on without him. Oh, he was favored. He had fellowship. Amen. Had a friend. Thank God he had a father. <laughs> Amen. Who put him in there. Amen. His job and his demand. Boy, I don't know what all that was demanded out of him, but one thing was demanded out of him, and that was endure all the persecution, endure all the pain, endure all the pressure, and still come out perfectly doing the will of God. I was riding lawnmower the other day thinking about a whole bunch of stuff. And my mind went back to the day I accepted the call to preach and welcome home Baptist Church. I called the pastor that's there now. He's a young man. We was raised up. He's now pastoring my home church. Good church. I remember, brother, where I was. I was standing about right here at Welcome Home Baptist Church singing in the choir people were popping up like popcorn testifying choir had sung i know 40 minutes it was on folks running folks testifying folks crying i'd been struggling i'd been dealing with it finally that day i surrendered i said i just want to let everybody know i'm scared to death and i don't know what all god's got in store for me but i need to surrender to preach today mama shouted and then she come up to me and hugged my neck and it hit me as if she was standing there that day. Brother Jamie, here, here's what Mama said. And I'll never forget, Brother Linda, you mind standing up? She hugged my neck just like this and weeped and cried. And I said, Mama, are you sad? She said, no, I just know the pressure. She was a preacher's daughter. I, I know the pain. I know the problems that you're going to have to face. And I'm so, I'm, I'm so proud of you and I'm so grateful, but I'm so sorry that, that, that I hate that God has put you in this position. But I'm proud that God's put you in that position, son. Hey, man, it might, people may persecute you. You may have to endure pain. You may feel it alone by yourself at times. But there is, amen, in the cellar. It may seem dry, it may seem dark, but God can defeat the darkness. Hey, he develops in the darkness. And God has put you, your duties in the darkness. I say hallelujah. I had a little shouting fit on the lawn. I got my lines crooked on me. 
home a yard. Amen. It was an abused job. It was an appointed job by King David. The sovereign put him there. It was an anointed job. You can't take care of the oil that you don't get some on you. <laughs> Woo! Hi. I bet he'd go to the house. Hey, man, I bet he'd go to the house. His wife say, man, you smell like oil. Amen. It's an abused job. Mocked. Probably made fun of him the whole smell. It was an advantageous job. Everything he did was connected to God. To be successful, <laughs> he had to be humble. He had to be helpful. He had to be holy. He had to be hardworking. He had to have a Holy Ghost presence in his life. Thank God. I'm going to say it one more time. Heaven will reveal those who dwell in darkness and yet remain faithful. Heaven will reveal them who feel unappreciated, unapplauded, stayed faithful in the list he's the most perfect one that pictures Christ and yet he don't have a daddy he don't have a mama he has no country origin just looks like he's out there on his own when you don't have a dad or a mom he's a father and a mother when you don't have no country origin it don't matter because you're headed somewhere amen when it feels like you don't have a friend in the world, he'll give you a buddy that'll help you candle the olive, but thank God he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. We need some more oil keepers. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for a feller in a cellar. Now, I don't know. I don't know what everybody here, what you experienced this week, but I can promise you this. If it's dark, he's going to develop you. Let's all stand. Heads is bowed. Miss, Miss Victoria's coming.